0: Inspired those who wrote the Bible and helps us to hear Your Word for us every day. Help us to depend on to depend always on Your promises in Scripture. Help Pastor Steve to share Your Word with us so that we can see and know how the Bible is a treasure. It is good news to everyone. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Ethan. We could have had you do that here. No. He says no. He was fine with it on video, though. All right. Uh, if you had a Jesus Storybook Bible, that's where the story that the Gems shared uh, with us, I think, I don't know, 100, page 134, 135 maybe, I don't know, somewhere around there, uh, if you want to go back and look at it. I appreciate the Gems' attempt to act with masks on so you couldn't see their grumpy faces, you couldn't see frustration as easily, but they did a great job sharing the story of someone who was on the outside looking in. Have you ever been in that spot where you're on the outside looking in? Perhaps you've felt that way in the past. Maybe it had to do with with growing up and, and being on sports teams and you know the dreaded standing there and, and choosing which people will be on what team and then and then it ends up just being you there and a bucket of baseballs and and the the next choice is the bucket of baseballs instead of you or or maybe it wasn't sports was the thing. Maybe it was like you in, in a class were going to have a, a a competition of wit like Jeopardy or something and, and you were the last kid chosen. Being on the outside looking in. Only maybe being able to watch and not participate. I mean, maybe it happens too right now when we think about feeling like you're on the outside looking in. I think a lot of people felt that way when we first started Church Online. We got so used to being here in person, seeing one another, interacting with one another, that being on the other side in the camera and just looking at a screen just didn't feel right. It was the sense of, of being on the outside and looking into something that was taking place. Or maybe it's you've experienced it with friends, where you're gathered with a group of people and someone says something, and it must be an inside joke because everyone starts laughing and you have no idea what's going on. You don't feel included. You feel just so small. Sometimes being on the outside looking in happens to us. The way other people are acting affects what happens to us. But other times, like Zacchaeus, the way he responded and lived his life ostracized himself from other people. We see that Zacchaeus, because of who he is and what he has been doing, others don't want to associate with him. So let's hear this story once again. Uh, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 19, we're going to start at verse 1, going through verse 10, and we have uh, the gems, which are going to share that with us as well. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was sure he couldn't, he couldn't. He could not see over the crowd. So the, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw him and began to mutter. He was going to be the guest of the sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I gave half of my possessions to the poor. And if I had cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his house because of this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. This is a story that's only found in the book of Luke. And it follows a lot of the other themes that we see when we look through all of the stories that are in the book of of Luke. A lot of the stories that Luke shares are stories of the problem and difficulty that riches present in individuals' lives. It also talks a lot of stories about Jesus um, associating himself, having dinner with and interacting with people that were considered sinners. And then the third thing that's prevalent in Luke is that um, faith is what recognizes Jesus as Lord. So those three things, the problem with riches, Jesus associating with people that he shouldn't associate with, and then faith. And we can see these these three things within this one passage. And I find it really interesting that this passage is on the heels of another passage about wealth. Just a little bit earlier, Jesus was approached by a man who had great wealth, the rich young ruler we call this individual. And 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 this rich ruler is like, you know, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus is like, well, do this. And he's like, yeah, I did that. I'm pretty good, right? And then Jesus says, well, have you done this? Yeah, I've done that. Okay, well, go sell all your things and come follow me. And the man went away with sadness because he had many things. And following that story, we hear this story about another man who has many things. And it's the exact opposite thing that happens. It's this hardened, old, perhaps, tax collector, a chief tax collector, that somehow is able to recognize Jesus as Lord and joyfully give of, well, his ill-gotten gains, I guess you could say, uh, to follow Jesus. A positive message on the heels of one that seemed quite difficult. And so there's this guy, Zacchaeus, the chief collector of taxes in Jericho. You know, we often take polls to find out how popular someone is. It happens around elections, it happens throughout presidencies, it happens with governors, it happens with various people to say this is the most popular person in the world or whatever. And with presidents, it's usually hovering between 40 and 60%, right? Um, well, with Zacchaeus, it would have been 1% probably. There would have been not many people that would have liked Zacchaeus. It would have been 1% probably because you can always count on your mom loving you. That's why it was probably 1%, right? You can always count on your mom being there for you. So, or, or someone that you love being there for you. And, And so Zacchaeus, he didn't have anybody. No one liked him. They wanted him to just be gone. And and honestly, if, if people in Jericho could realize that so many people even know the name Zacchaeus, they would be horrified. They would even be more horrified that there was a children's church song written about Zacchaeus and that it was painted Zacchaeus in a positive light. He was just not liked. And some of it is because they knew Zacchaeus was cheating. They didn't like him because he was the chief tax collector. He was the person over top of others who would even collect the taxes, and Zacchaeus was cheating the system. He was gaming the system. He was taking advantage of the system. The Romans would tell Zacchaeus what number they needed to get. Mike Dykema would come and he would say to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, it's 15% of taxes that the Romans need from everybody. And Zacchaeus would go to his people, all right, we need 22% taxes from everybody. And they would get this money. He would keep stuff that was not supposed to be his, even though out of that 15%, he was going to get some type of cut for his job. Even though some of that would have been legal money, that legal money was not enough. So he gamed the system. He worked the system to get more than what his fair share was. And everybody knew it was happening. And all the townspeople would get so frustrated at Zacchaeus, who was taking more money than he was supposed to have. And they would see him living his lavish lifestyle in his home built with ill got gains. His shiny shoes and his Armani suits, maybe, or Armani cloaks those fancy new sandals he would get every year. And they would see it, and they would gain more and more frustrated each and every time they would see him because they knew everything he had, or at least most of it, was paid for on their own backs because he was taking more than his fair share. These people are frustrated because they had to work hard to be able to pay their taxes and to pay their dues and and to have someone come along and, and game the system to get more. Well, maybe there's a little bit that we know about that. You know, I think when Zacchaeus woke up in the morning, he typically wasn't thinking about life change He probably thought he had it pretty good. He had all the things he needed. He got cared for. He had wealth and prosperity. He had everything you could want from an outside perspective. So when he got up in the morning and heard about this guy named Jesus, he was probably not thinking, this guy is going to change my life. Instead, he was maybe probably just a little bit curious. What does this Jesus guy have that I don't? Why does everyone in town want to line up on the street for just an opportunity to see this guy? What kind of characteristics does he have in his life? What kind of wealth does he have in his life that I don't have? So maybe he was a little curious, and and so he... He walked over and he wanted to see. I imagine it like, kind of like a, we would gather for parades. You know, uh, people gathering along the street to see Jesus walk in. And you, people, not in lawn chairs, right? Not probably sitting on blankets. But they were standing there awaiting Jesus to come in. Like you would maybe await some popular person coming to town that you want to see just to get a glimpse of of who they are, to have them wave to you. And Zacchaeus gets out there and, and well, you've been to parades before. If you don't get there early enough, you're not going to have a spot by the street. And so all the spots by the street were taken up, and, and all these people were so tall, and, and, and Zacchaeus couldn't see around him. I understand his experience. Mary, you're nodding your head. It's a good thing God loves short people because that means I'm included, right? Um, and and so he couldn't see, and, and no one wanted to take Zacchaeus and put him on his shoulders. No one wanted to do that, but Zacchaeus sees this tree because he wants to see Jesus. He just wants to see. What is this guy like? And so he he climbs up this tree that was probably meant for climbing. It probably had wide branches, and it was... Pretty easy to get up to and, and and to peer out of, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't sitting there with his legs dangling because it wasn't necessarily something that a man of his stature would do. He wasn't he wasn't gonna be climbing up trees normally. And so maybe he was hiding back in there a little bit so other people didn't see that that he did that. Peering through some of the branches and leaves. All he wanted, all he had was a little curiosity and he just wanted to see Jesus. But then, but then something else happens. He doesn't just see Jesus. Jesus sees him. Jesus sees him in a surprise move. We have Jesus reaching the spot, looking up at Zacchaeus and saying, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once, just as quick as Zacchaeus went up, he jumped on down because, man, no one wanted to come to his house. And he wasn't going to ruin the opportunity, even when someone else invites them over to his house. Right? Have you ever had anyone invite themselves over to your house? Sometimes that happens, and, and that's okay. And so you eagerly welcome them in. You get, you get down immediately because you want to host someone because someone coming to your house isn't a light thing in this time period. Someone coming to your house means that person wants a relationship with you. That person wants to be a part of your family, gathering together, talking with one another, something more than just dinner. A relationship and here's the interesting thing that's in this passage uh where is it the word must i must stay at your house is what jesus said and this word must has a lot of weight It's seen as a necessity. Jesus saw it as a necessity that he would go and be with Zacchaeus. That he would go into his house. It's the same word that's used when we talk about the necessity of Jesus dying on the cross and him rising from the dead. It's at that weight that we see this visit to Zacchaeus' house because it's important. It it comes to summarize and show us what God's kingdom is about and what His salvation is about. I must go to the house of someone who is living completely opposite of the way they should be. I must go to their house. This is Jesus impacting the world, visiting and staying and Experiencing life with people who are characterized by others as sinners and tax collectors, the people who are supposed to be on the outside. Those aren't the people that Jesus should associate with. That's what others think. This guy, Zacchaeus, he was a swindler, he was a cheater, he was gaming the system at our expense. How could Jesus go to this guy's house? Come to mine. It's a parsonage. I'm a churchy person. Wouldn't you want to come to my house? Instead, you're going to go to the IRS guy's house? No offense if anyone's listening and works for the IRS, by the way. But Jesus goes, and, and there's this thing. All the people begin to mutter. He's gone to be a guest of a sinner. How could he go? How could he go there? How could he go walk along with Zacchaeus with his clothes purchased with ill-got gains? How could he go into that house and eat that food that was paid for by our money? How could he go and be a guest of a sinner? I think there's a beautiful thing that this passage shows. It's that sometimes our perspective in our world, in the way that we perhaps, we would call it, judge others by what they do and how they act is not necessarily the way Jesus is acting. If Jesus was to follow the guideline of this, where he would not associate with these people, unfortunately, we would probably be included with these people jesus himself has a different perspective in his life and we see it in the last verse and we'll get there in a little bit but he's come to save and seek the lost there's another passage in the gospel of mark uh, it's the, uh, there's actually a Bible study of, of Mark going on right now. Emily and Mindy are doing that. So if you want to get some more information on Mark, go, go check out those right now media videos and, and their clips. But in chapter 2 of Mark, what happens is Jesus is approached about him visiting with sinners and staying with sinners and going into their houses and how people think he shouldn't be doing that. And his response is, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call on the righteous, but sinners. Jesus entire purpose is to call people who are far away from God, who are on the outside looking in, to call them somebody and say, come along with me. Because with Jesus' kingdom and with God's salvation, there is no outsider. Each and every person created in the image of God is someone that God wants to call along to be a part of his community. And so we see, without doing anything, without any behavioral change, just sitting up in a tree, Jesus comes by and sees Zacchaeus as somebody and says, I want a relationship with you, even though you're a liar even though you're cheating on your taxes, even though you're taking more than your fair share, I'm going to come to your house. There are no people who are too far gone. That's what Jesus invites each and every one of us into, is to, to live lives where we are living out Jesus idea of salvation and the church must be a place where there is a means for restoring the lost and the rejected a means for those who feel like they're far away from God to be uh, to be joined in with other people who believe the same thing who believe that God is someone who gives grace for the lost. Healing to the broken hearted. The church must be a place where we hang out with people that don't hold our same values. Because here's the thing, when, when we live lives only seeing things from the same perspective, only interacting with people that think the same things we do, how much harder it is than to spend time listening, interacting with, noticing the people that think and believe and say things that we don't agree with. That's what Jesus is calling us to do. To seek out the lost, the rejected, the people that maybe didn't vote for the same people we wanted to vote for, the same people that, that maybe don't live in the way that we would, to, to hang out with people on the other side of the tracks, so to speak, people that maybe we don't agree with their lifestyle choices, If for some reason we think, well, they're too far, they're too gone, then we've gotten in the same place of these people. And apparently that wasn't a good place to be in. Because Jesus did the exact opposite, reaching out and going, even knowing he would be accosted for it. By following and staying with someone who's a sinner and tax collector. But Jesus had a perspective of love and compassion toward everyone, including people that were living lives differently. And here's the beautiful thing I must go to your house, changes into something else. When people are impacted by Jesus, it changes into salvation has come to this house. And so, after salvation came to this house, we see that Zacchaeus stood up. Now, this is after salvation came to the house. Look, Lord, here I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I've cheated anybody of anything. I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus accepts him. Jesus wants to have a relationship with him. And and just by the means of Jesus coming and interacting and sharing in life with Zacchaeus, somehow Zacchaeus is, is aware of the things that he has done wrong. We don't see Jesus pointing out, you know, Zacchaeus, you should probably give back all that money. That's not in Scripture there. You don't see Jesus. You should probably repent of this, that, and the other thing. And we can do that. We could maybe do that, I guess. But that's not where Jesus goes right away. Because most of the time, people know when they're doing wrong. So Jesus goes, and he's this presence with this person. And because Jesus has a relationship with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' mind and heart is turned and shaped to have faith in Jesus. And he begins... To transform Zacchaeus's life, without Jesus saying you should live differently, Zacchaeus starts. I'm changing my life. I know I need to give back, so I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor. And I'm going to, if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to give a four times the amount that I've taken from them. I'm going to give that back. And I don't know how much money you start out with. If you give half of your money to poor individuals, like what this says, and then you give another four times the amount that you've stolen from others, you're probably not going to be left with very much. It's going to cost something. But what we learned a couple weeks ago is when you realize that God is your all, you are joyfully willing to give all to follow Him. And that's what we see Zacchaeus doing, taking the kingdom into his own life to live out those kingdom values. Realizing his shortcomings in the area that he needs to change by the power of the Spirit making that known, that he could change his life and and direct it towards principles of God's kingdom. Seeing then his possessions not as something to serve himself, but instead something to serve others, something to serve God's kingdom with. At the end of it all, Jesus says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. It shouldn't be surprising to us that Jesus seeks out the outcast, the people who are overlooked. It shouldn't be. There's a there's a story. Um, elsewhere in Scripture where you have Jesus separating out the sheep and the goats. And and he separates them out. and And as it goes, his followers are the ones that are doing things related to his kingdom, visiting, giving food, giving clothing, visiting those in prison. Being with the sick and the hurt. And and the goats are the people who were not doing that. And the people ask, Well, well, when did I see you, Jesus, and I, I not do that for you? When did I see you and not feed you or give clothing? When Jesus said, Whenever you see the least of these, the people that are in need. That's when you had an opportunity to see me, to care for, to live out kingdom values by way of bringing my presence into their life. That's what we have. Every opportunity, every single day, to see everyone we interact with as someone worthy, as perhaps even Jesus, you could speak and take the opportunity, even if you don't agree with them, even if you don't agree with their lifestyle choices, even if you think they're cheating on their taxes and gaming the system, to stretch out your hand and start a relationship. I guess we're not shaking hands today, but you get the picture to begin a relationship, maybe not inviting them into your house right away, but inviting them to coffee to get to know who they are and have an opportunity to share a little bit about what God's kingdom looks like as it cares for everybody, including the people that are considered sinners and tax collectors. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you have come to save and seek out the lost. We count ourselves in that. At one point in time, we too were lost. Maybe even throughout our life, there's been times where we felt more lost, and yet you keep pursuing with your never stopping, never giving up, always and forever love. And you call your followers to do the same thing. So we pray for opportunities to be your hands and your feet. To interact with, to love, to have compassion on people who need it. Show us, show us how we can do that. Give us an opportunity. But also, Lord, by your Spirit, strengthen us to do what you're asking. Work in our minds to cause us not to talk ourselves out of helping someone out. That we can truly be your sheep. Those who do your will here in the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.